Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. One of the major topics that you know we cover for dancers is gut health and what better way to chat about this topic than with you and your new wonderful book that I want to share with all the dancers who are going to be tuning in from my page to today's chat. But thanks for having me today. No, it's a pleasure. I mean, gut health, you know, it, it does affect everyone. In fact, I was um, very fortunate to be the nutritionist for the Australian Olympic synchronized swimming team. So, I mean, yeah. they're dancers, but they just dance in the water. Um, yeah. And actually what I found so striking is that those with the, the greatest number of gut issues also had the, the greatest number of like performance issues in terms of the anxiety and stuff that occurs because that two-way communication that occurs between the gut and the brain. Um, so I think for athletes, whether they're dancers or other, other you know, professions, um, it is so, so important to spend the time to really look after uh, your gut health. Absolutely. And I figured I'd run through a couple questions with you about some of the major topics I'm asked about as a dietitian for dancers. Uh, and you'll share with us some information. You'll share with us more information about your book. So let's first talk about the topic of gut health and energy. Um, a lot of dancers will want to learn more about how they can support their gut health, how they can add more plants to their plate, whether they're 100% plant-based or maybe just not 100% plant-based, maybe they're just looking to get more plants in their day. I want to hear your experience, especially working with the Olympic team, um, in regards to how that can benefit their actual performance and their energy levels. Because so often what I'm working on with dancers is their need to fuel adequately, to make sure they're getting in an adequate amount of calories throughout their day, to focus on regular and consistent uh, meal and snack times throughout their day. So now where does the conversation come into play where gut health can play a role in this as well? Yeah, look, we certainly know that enjoying foods that not only have those more digestible fibers in it, um, things like the starches and sugars, but actually combined with the dietary fiber actually really can help a more sustained release of energy. So instead of, you know, if you've got a long day of training, instead of just having this big peak of energy in the morning, if you add, you know, instead of having just like date syrup, for example, which is a refined sugar, if you eat the whole date, what happens, the fiber and the other plant chemicals within the whole date will actually ensure that your energy levels are more like that versus if you're having the date syrup where it's kind of like this big spike. And why that sure. is, is the dietary fiber not only helps to slow down our body's digestion of that sugar, which means our blood sugars don't get that big spike, 
but also we know that fiber essentially feeds those trillions of gut bacteria. And those gut bacteria are actually having a really important role at the cell level in terms of things like how our body produces energy through things like our mitochondria, et cetera. So there sure. are many, you know, different mechanisms of how we can, you know, add more sustained types of, of, of plants into our diet. So having the whole form. Um, but of course, like you said, with dancers, you do need to get energy dense foods in. So it's, an, it's important when we talk about plants, you think about there is this super six. There are six different types of plant-based food groups. So you've got your whole grains, your nuts and seeds, your fruit, your veg, your beans and your pulses, and your herbs and your spices. Now, it is actually quite important to aim to get in, you know, something from, you know, each of the super six most days where you can. But if you are, do you have like extra high energy needs, then I would say focusing a little bit higher. Oh, look at that. The real, love it. Um, focus a little bit higher on getting things like the nuts and the seeds, which we know are going to, again, provide that more energy and sustained energy as well to kind of keep you going for longer in training. Um, as yeah. well as things like the dried fruits, great option, things like your avocado, complex carbohydrates, not just wheat, but I'm thinking like quinoa and buckwheat um, and those sorts of things. Yeah, that's such a great point because for dancers, especially similar to athletes, you know, they're navigating very busy schedules and their actual calorie needs, their energy needs are usually above the average person. So not only are they navigating uh, situations where they might not physically be able to get in a meal or a snack because they have a three hour intense Swan Lake rehearsal, but they also have these added calories throughout their day. So focusing on uh, plant-based but energy-dense sources can be super helpful. And a lot of the dancers that I work with do struggle with disordered eating behaviors. And I, I'm actually a certified counselor of intuitive eating. And it's important that dancers who are watching and wanting to even dive into this topic of the super six is that they realize that we can utilize nutrition information similar to this. And one thing that I love about your writing and your book is that it's done in a gentler way. It's not all or nothing. It's not, you need to get all of these in today. And if you're not getting them all in, you're doing something wrong. That's not, that's not the purpose here. The purpose is how can we um, get more plants into our day? How can we focus on these various options when they're accessible to us? Um, and how even, how can we do them in a cost-effective way, which is another part of your book that I also happen to love. Um, but just to get back to what I was talking about before in regards to the increased um, amount of fiber to get those complex carbohydrates to prevent those energy surges that we see, uh, what about for the dancers now who are struggling with discomfort from more high fiber foods. I want to hear about how you navigate through these instances because don't forget, you know, dancers might have to have a snack, but then be on stage within 60 mm. minutes. So what are some uh, tactics that you might want to suggest in these situations? Yeah, that's a really good question. Now I actually have developed a sensitive gut menu plan for people who do have sensitive gut. So whether you're a dancer or just generally have you know, more prone to things like bloating, altered poops, or even irritable bowel syndrome. And what I've done with that menu plan is made sure that, yes, it does have dietary fiber in it, but it's got a lower amount of these certain types of fiber that's more likely to be actively fermented and produce like pockets of gas. So it's mm -hmm. less likely to trigger things like that 
that sensitive gut. Um, mm-hmm. And what that does is then trains your gut to be able to tolerate, you know, these other types of lower digestible fibers. And then over time, I show you how to slowly add in more of these prebiotic foods, essentially. So prebiotic is like fertilizer, instant fertilizer for gut bacteria. Now, if you've got a sensitive gut or you've got to go on stage, you don't want to be like, throwing a whole lot of prebiotics into your gut bacteria because what happens, they have a party um, and they produce, yes, a range of beneficial chemicals, but they also produce a bit of gas. Sure. Um, so that gas normally, if you've got a very relaxed gut, that gas just goes through your gut lining, goes into your blood and you breathe it out. That's how breath tests work. So you breathe out most of the gas bacteria produced. But if you've got a stressed gut, whether you know, you're about to perform so you're a little bit anxious and therefore the blood's rushing to your muscles, what happens is your gut lining won't absorb all that gas. So your gut gets, the gas that's produced gets a little bit trapped. Um, And in turn, that can then irritate your gut lining and often have to come out the back end. But obviously when you're performing, you know, you can't really pass wind. Um, You have to hold that in and that can create like a low grade inflammation. So if you do have these big events and actually it is worth cutting down on some of these, high fermentable types of fiber. So in the book, How to Eat More Plants, I've got a section called the FODMAP light approach. Um, mm. So people may have heard of FODMAP before. Essentially, it's this medical diet, actually, that we use in clinical practice for people who've got quite severe irritable bowel syndrome. We know it works really well, um, but it can be very restrictive. And it, the, all the science has suggested it should be delivered one-on-one by a registered dietitian, sure. FODMAP trained, et cetera, as you know. Um, because when people go out alone, often they get deficiencies, they reduce down beneficial gut bacteria, et cetera. So what I did is knowing that not everyone has access to a, you know, a registered FODMAP trained dietitian is I've created a, a safer version. So it's called FODMAP sure. light because it just takes out the, the higher fermentable ones. Um, so people can more safely do that at home. And that's what I recommend you know, on a day of a big event, um, you know, performance event, or even actually people going traveling, so flying in the air. You, your gut doesn't get very good at absorbing that gas either because the atmospheric pressure changes. So 24 hours before then, I recommend kind of reducing down those FODMAP um, heavy foods and making switches. So I've, I've made um, examples of switches because like you said, it's really, really important that we don't just cut out plants on the day of a performance necessarily, um, unless you've got a really severe gut issue and, and that's being controlled because the more we cut out plants, the more our body becomes sensitive to it. And that's just because plants essentially the backbone of plants is dietary fiber now human cells can't digest fiber so when we eat fiber i.e plants most of it actually travels through our digestive system undigested but that's where it reaches the last part of the intestine called the large intestine uh, and the, la- the large intestine is where we have those trillions of bacteria and they uniquely have the enzymes to break down that fiber and do all that digesting but if we don't have much fiber and then we dump it on a non kind of um, performance day, then actually the gut bacteria aren't prepared for it because they actually can grow and develop the enzymes to digest different fibers, but they, they need, you know, time to do that. So it is important to try add plants into your diet, you know, from each of the super six most days. So it keeps the bacteria able to produce the enzymes to do that digesting, but you might just cut down, I guess, the percentage of of the kind of high fiber foods which i talk about in the book yeah and 
you make such a great point because a lot of dancers, as I mentioned earlier, do struggle with a lot of food ideals in the dance world, a lot of misconceptions mm -hmm. that ultimately lead them to restrictors. And as these restrictive eating behaviors, what they're doing is causing dancers to omit certain foods that would actually be very beneficial to their gut health, especially those foods rich in prebiotics that are nourishing their gut. So I think it's also important for dancers to hear that there is this major misconception in, in the, honestly, your world, the gut health world of when they're having discomfort from foods, they turn to extreme severe elimination diets when those are not only unsafe, but could even exacerbate their system, their system for the reason you're saying, because when we now omit these foods that happen to usually be richer in carbohydrates, richer in those complex starches, and of course those prebiotic fibers, then they're, they're removing a major source of nourishment for their microbiome. So I think it's a super important point of what you're saying is that this is not about any type of extreme elimination. In fact, that's just gonna exacerbate this, uh, symptoms. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a really important point to make. And I talk about in the book, I guess, the importance of the microbiome. Because people who aren't you know, in this area might be like, eh, fine, it's just microbiome. But what I talk about is the gut-skin axis, the gut-immune axis. You know, you don't want to be getting sick when you're trying to be, uh, you know, do performances. You know, gut yeah. metabolism axis, the gut-brain axis, um, gut-hormone axis. So I talk about these different axes. Axis is just a sciencey word for the two-way connection. So we're actually discovering our gut microbiome can impact each of these five different domains. Um, and, you know, they're really important for performance output in athletes and, and dancers alike. So it is important that we don't neglect the gut microbiome because we think, oh, it doesn't relate to my, my career or my performance directly. Actually, it probably does. And, you know, there's actually studies that um, it was more in marathon runners, but I'm sure, you know, a lot of the dancing people, it's kind of like a marathon, the amount of exercise sure. that they do. And um, what they showed is that um, the elite marathon runners, like kind of the ones who are the best, have different types of gut microbiome compared to those who weren't winning. And what they found is that the particular types of microbes that these elite athletes had were lactate metabolizers. So when we do exercise, obviously the lactate builds up and that's one of the reasons why we get muscle soreness and can't continue. What these microbes did is they fermented that lactate and actually produced it as energy, which allowed the body to continue performing for longer. So there is this whole world of, the, of, um, gut, of athletic performance and our gut microbiome emerging, uh, which I think will highlight to athletes that focusing on your gut microbiome is more important than just gut symptoms. Yes, I love that so much. And I'm hoping it'll follow suit in the dance community as well, whose um, physical activity levels are definitely comparable to athletes. So uh, the importance of highlighting gut health, especially the importance of shying away from restrictive eating patterns and the negative implications that really can cause and wreak havoc on our guts is so important. So uh, for everyone tuning in, I just can't stress this enough. I love your book. I think it's wonderful. And I am so thank thankful that you were able to chat with me today. Yeah, no, it, it was such a pleasure. I just, yeah, want the power of the gut microbiome out there because people who thought they were doing really good for their gut, cutting out all these foods. I was like, that's yeah. literally the opposite. And it was that yeah. injustice to the gut 
microbiome that was like, I need to get out there. I need to share that message. And I'm sure that's the same reason why, you know, you're on social media trying to get out that evidence to really make a meaningful difference in difference in people's lives, because it is game changing. You know, you will be happy. We've got the signs to show you'll live longer as well. Yes. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much again for chatting with me today. I look forward to being in touch and to continue to just share the message um, that we can support our microbiomes and how that is going to support dancer performance um, and how to do it in a way that's sustainable, not a way that is all or nothing, not a way that is, you know, subscribing to extreme measures, uh, but do this in a way that is accessible to everybody. Absolutely. And in the end, you know, we'll make people better at their careers and, you know, probably have more endurance in their careers, right? Because injury is huge in the dancing yeah. world as well. So, you know, reducing down inflammation and all that sort of stuff. But thank you uh, so absolutely. much for joining me, Rachel. Um, let's keep yes. in touch. It's a yes. pleasure. Awesome. I'll talk to you soon.